Hey guys, and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. This week, we are doing Jail Socks Coming Down from 2021. Yeah, boy. So let's get into it. Hey guys, and welcome to Off the Beaten Cliff. Like I mentioned earlier, we are doing Jail Socks Coming Down from 2021 this week. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Kev? I'm good, man. I'm doing good. It's, uh, it's good to be second week in the studio. I'm yeah. starting to get used to the drive out here. Still still not quite used to it. It's still as long as fuck, but you know, it's, it's never going to get shorter. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate you making the drive out yeah, here. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, oh. There might be weeks where we have to do Zoom yeah, or fine. over the phone, and you know, it. Might, I don't think it's going to affect quality because we've done interviews and stuff over uh, Zoom and over the phone. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you making the drive, and yeah, I feel I, like I didn't say that to make you feel bad. By the way, it was <laughs> no. just a little anecdotal thing to start the show with. You can. You, it gives you a chance to like listen to the album all the way through. Yeah, um, most of the time the albums we pick are forty minutes long or so. And uh, this week is no different. I try not to pick anything close to an hour because mm-hmm. normally our attention spans aren't that long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, a lot of the music I like, the albums are that long, so it's tough for me. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I do the best I can. Uh, this is another week where uh, we both didn't have a lot of preconceived notions about this band. They're a newer band, and uh, so I was excited to pick it and to get to talk about it. Uh, I'm gonna get into your opening thoughts here in a second, but I'm gonna do some uh, some facts about the the band and some other fun things so um i'm gonna read the description i read online of how they got their their band name um it turns out the lead singer when he was in high school got arrested for two felony charges and the only thing they let him let him keep in jail cell were his socks so he had these socks that he wore all night and they got all dirty and um afterwards he referred to them as his jail socks because they represented bad luck yeah and that was just like supposed to be like a placeholder band name, kind of like Dave Matthews Band. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call our band, so we call it Dave Matthews Band. But yeah, uh, Jail Socks kind of stuck, and I think it's a good band name because it gets your attention. It's a great. What's the reason I chose the, the, that one out of the two you gave me last night? Like, Jail Socks is a great fucking name. Yeah, it's a great name, and it's it's you can't really put your finger on what the band's gonna sound like. Yeah. with that kind of name. Um, this is their debut album. Uh, they have two previous EPs, and uh, they've had some recent changes in their lineup. But a previous EP and this album are the full band that they use now. Uh, they're a three-piece band, and the lead singer is 21 years old. Yeah, they're super young. Yes, very young. I think uh, another guy in the band is 24, but still like pretty young. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time the lead singer and the bassist co-wrote lyrics and they split vocal duties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think if you listen to the previous EP, you have in, any interest. It's fun, but I think this has a, a better direction. And I think it's because there's two minds putting putting forth yeah. the effort. And uh, it's a lot more grown-up uh, lyrical content. And what the lead singer said about the album is uh, 
growing up, you can realize that, oh, I can be a shitty person too. And some of this is my fault, yeah. which <laughs> is what makes it grown up from, you know, pop punk music. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm drawn to it. Um, without getting too far into my opening thoughts, I think it does a really good job of um, confronting that you can be the bad person. And we talk about that sometimes that it's victim blaming and mm-hmm. you, you can be the bad guy. So yeah. I thought, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, so Kev, let's get into your opening thoughts. Uh, yeah. I think when you inter- introduce this album to me, you're like, I don't know if it's going to be your cup of tea, but it, it, it very much was like, I was excited to listen to like a new pop punk album. I think you've kind of broken me down over the last year or so. And yeah, I was actually really excited to like jump into a new that you hadn't heard yet either. Um, so we could kind of like dig into it uh, together and yeah, I was like secretly kind of amped to dive in here, and I it, I ended up really liking the album. Um, there wasn't there was a few like low points here, but it's a, it's it's an album. They're not all perfect, um, but overall, like I was really impressed with it. Like it's 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 fun to hear new music still being good. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like these guys are super young. They're like ten years younger than me. Um, this is their brand new. This album just dropped like what a month ago. Yeah, September third. This is so. This is their debut album. So it's it's cool to kind of review somebody that is brand new, and doesn't really have a whole lot of like anything out there. I hadn't heard of them until you brought them up. So um, yeah, no, I, I really liked it, and I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, I I actually discovered this band uh, from I've I'm like in a emo Twitter realm mm-hmm. of of Twitter and. Um, I saw someone that I follow on there uh, mentioned jail socks a few times, and I was like, "Jail socks, that kind of that kind of sounds cool." Yeah. Uh, so I listened to the most popular song from uh, their EP and uh, the most recent album, and I was like, "This is pretty catchy." And then I listened to the whole album on shuffle, and I was like, "Oh, I really like this." Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of shared the same thing. There, there's pretty low moments, but for a debut album, it's pretty solid. Especially listening to it critically, I feel like. I enjoyed it more than I did when I listened to it like the first couple times. Totally, hundred percent agree with that. I think the the critical listen, the notes listen for me was my most enjoyable listen for this album. Yeah, it it it's got little trinkets and stuff that you wouldn't necessarily catch if you weren't listening to it with a critical ear. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the few times we can say that. Yep. <laughs> a lot of times we get bored or annoyed. <laughs> yeah, just annoyed more than anything. <laughs> it's like fuck, I don't want to do this. This feels like homework. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um. Are you ready to jump into the album? Well, I do have one thing. I've seen them. I saw them somewhere listed as like Midwest emo. I don't know what that is. Oh, I can't wait to explain it. <laughs> it's at, it's more like t- tuning and like it's like open tuning for a guitar and okay. kind of more like freeform guitar. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I'll show you some examples after this, and you'll be like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Actually, uh, our song of the show from one of our audience listeners. Uh, he picked a Midwest emo band. Okay, was that Tommy? Yes. Okay. And there's, there's good and bad. Like, there well, could any, be really, anything. yeah. But it's kind of become like a, a trope. Mm-hmm. But it's it's still pretty fun. Yeah. So yeah, trust me, dude. Like, I tried to find a metal band that I hadn't heard before. God damn, there's so many bad metal <laughs> bands out there right now. It's there's they all fuck. There's so many shitty metal bands out there that I can't fucking stand. So I went with one that I like, but anyway, we'll go, we'll go, uh, we'll get into the album. I think. Right? Yeah, ready let's to do go? it. Uh, song number one is called "Caving In." Yes, this is a curious pick for the first track on the album. Yeah, um, it's like it's a mid-tempo song, so it doesn't really give you an indication of what's to come. 
It's more of just like it almost felt like a you're dropping into the middle of the album. <laughs> I don't know if you felt that way. Well, I think I think it's because the last like four or five albums we've or like the last albums we've been listening to since we stopped doing playlists have had very intentional openers and closers. And this just isn't an intentional opener. It just feels like a song that they wrote that they liked a lot, so they put it at the front. Yeah. Um I don't this is like a mid to late album pick for me. Yep. I think it would fit better in like track seven or something, but it's not because it's not a good song. There's, there's just not much standing out. Mm-hmm. There's not much to be like, oh, this is what this band's going to be really good at. Right. Um, I like the the guitars and the drums a lot. I was just, you know, I was kind of fixated on the fact that I'm like, why is this the first track? <laughs> sure. And, you know, I until we start doing notes listens, I listen to the songs on shuffle. Yeah. So this song just seemed like a good middle of the road track. And, listening to it as a first track i was like mm, i don't know yeah. um i really like the instrumentals in the last minute of the song and it's what i've come to know from jail socks they just like they're really focused but they still just like can really tune it in yeah and i think that's i always like that in three-piece bands just like it feels like they are more in tune together mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i don't know um but it's a mid-tempo track. That's all you can say about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think uh, like the drums immediately stood out to me because I think in most three-piece bands, like the drums are always going to stand out because there's less to be distracted by. I mean, there's still you know your lead, bassist, vocals, so there's still four parts essentially, but you don't have like your rhythm and, and lead, so there's less noise to cut through. So those drums immediately come to the front of the mix, and I always really liked that. It's one of the things I loved about Green Day. I know you hate Green Day, but like their early stuff, I love that sound. That was like my introduction to what punk music sounded like. So I've always really liked that kind of drum forward sound. So that immediately stood out to me. Um, and I do think it does establish what you're going to hear because, again, you, you get a feel. Because I, I knew right away without knowing they were a three-piece just by hearing them. I was like, okay, this is a three-piece punk band. Like it, it's so obvious to me. Um but and my problem with like this kind of pop punk emo style of music, it always comes down to the vocalist. But I was pleasantly surprised not to be annoyed by this vocalist. He's got good, clean, just good, clean vocals, and there's not there's not too much whininess to it. I mean, he's singing about sad stuff, and he's got a little bit of that like pop punk emo whine to him. But it's 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 used in a stylistic way that doesn't bother me, and I really. Um, I love, I think I'm finally giving in. Like, I love that part. And then you get the little cool little uh, main theme and it's a nifty little bridge after that. So there's some good stuff here. I think it is a good, um, it gives you an indication of what kind of overall sound you're going to hear and not necessarily like a super focused sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it gives you a good indication of like just overall sonically what you're going to get here. You're getting a three piece pop punk band and that's that's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, moving on to uh, Losing Everything, which is track number two here. Um, there's a little tiny teaser of some cool guitar work in the intro. Um, and I really like that because you get more and more of it as it goes on in the That's album. the Midwest emo. Sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a cool little slow jam. Nothing crazy. I like there's like a cool almost like marching band drum like in lick in the in the um, bridge which i like um it just kind of switches up the tempo for like a little bit and it's just a cool it's a good way to kind of grab your attention again in the middle of the song there um and what stood out to me is like because i was getting frustrated listening to it not frustrated but i was like man listening to it critically i I could really start to hear hear how talented like the drummer and the guitarist are 
It's like, I really wish they just let them kind of go a little bit, you know, not worry about sounding so punk and just kind of let them be a little bit more free form. Cause I like, there's, it's a big part of me that thinks they could do some strawberry girls type shit if they kind of yeah. let themselves. So uh, maybe they'll do that. They're like I said, they're still young, but that was my big takeaway from this. Like, fuck, just <clears throat> let them rip. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like the, when the whole band drops out and mm-hmm. it's like, when did I become so used to it? Yeah. And the, just letting that moment be alone is so cool because there's not a lot of empty space in pop punk songs, mm-hmm. but the, I would describe them almost more alternative than. Yeah. Than they're, they're punk. more on the rock side of punk than they are on the punk side of punk. Yeah. Yeah. And this is another mid tempo song, which I think uh, was uh, deliberate. You know, they want to show that they can go for the mid tempo and it's got the Midwestern emo feel uh, with a little bit more alternative flair. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Midwest emo, that's like music you listen to alone. This one felt like windows down. Yeah. And I think that's why I like this album is it came out in September. And some of my favorite albums come out this time of year yep. of just like windows down. It's fall. The weather's broke a little bit. And it just felt like. A lot of these you want to listen to on your way out to like a bonfire or something. Yeah, I think that empty space comment you made is interesting because we were talking about um, was it uh, Black Parade or whatever, and I was like, I don't fucking get it because I went I went back and I listened to it. I was like, what am I missing? And I wanted to listen to because I you know I've been doing this podcast now for I was like maybe I've softened on this song a little bit. And I went back and listened. I was like, this song still isn't good, that good to me, and I don't understand why it's such a like emo staple. And you tried to explain it to me, but I was like, but it's still not good. <laughs> it's, still not, it's still not even close to their best song. Um, so, and I think it's because, and I talked about it too, I was like, they needed to slow down at some point. They just never slow down once they get started again. They needed to let that kind of, that awesome chorus breathe a little bit. It just never got time to breathe. So I think that's that's a good observation on your part, but also great on jail socks for like not being afraid to do that in a medium that doesn't necessarily allow that a whole lot Mm -hmm. so yeah anyway just wanted to point that out it also makes it more radio friendly like i don't i don't think they have more than i'm gonna look real quick i don't think they have a ton of listens which is kind of a shame but well they're new they're brand new yeah but yeah 40 42 thousand is the most which is the track we're going to get to here in a second. But they're just not a huge band, but they still have that like almost radio feel. Mm-hmm. It's like when TRL was big and yes. Yellow Card and Newfound Glory, all these like bands were on the radio. It's because they had the knack for like writing a good uh, chorus. Yeah. And you can, I've said it, I don't even know how many times. You can say whatever say whatever you want and do whatever you want in the verses and the, the bridge, but the chorus has to be catchy. Yeah. Yep. Um, so getting into spinning, that fucking drum fill to <laughs> open so the good. song, dude. So Holy good. cow. And that's kind of what caught my attention about this band in the, uh-huh. in the beginning was this drummer just knows how to start a song. Uh-huh. It would make Travis Barker so happy, I think, to hear that. Like, yeah, and I think, like I said, in a three-piece, you need a strong drummer, right? Because it always comes to the front. Um, it almost has a Travis Barker feel to it yeah. when they're up-tempo. And this is one of the catchiest songs on the album. Yeah, it's my favorite. And it's the most popular one on Spotify. So, you know, we're not wrong in thinking it. And I really like the the blame, blame it all on me. Yeah. That's just so, it, it makes you want to sing along. Yeah. And um, the guitar dropping out to start the verse and the, the second verse 
to allow the vocals and the bass to shine is just so cool. And they do it a few times, um, but it was the first time I heard it, and it was just like, I, I love that. And it feels yep. very reminiscent of old mid mid to 2000s, uh, <laughs> mid-aughts. Yep, there you um, go. <laughs> but, ding, ding, ding. Uh, the guitar dropping out, yeah, I love that. And uh, there's a band called Moose Blood who I don't think – they're making music anymore, but they felt a lot like this band, and that's where I kind of start, started to make the correlation. Was they f- sounded a lot like Moose Blood, but kind of like what you were saying with Cody and Cambria is like they never got it, mm-hmm. you know. And this this band just got it immediately. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's hear your thoughts. Yeah. No, I, a lot of the same stuff here. Uh, it's it's easily my favorite track. There's a great forward motion. It's definitely a Windows Down track. Like this was the first time where I where I really felt like oh shit yeah I would I would fucking blare this shit like just in driving down the highway or driving through town whatever and not being not not that i would be embarrassed but like i would be proud to like play, play this out of my system on my car um yeah again you talked about the drum fill that immediately caught my my attention and then there's a, just a classic little like riffage on the guitar it, it, it just is it's just classic punk and I, I wrote down, it feels like, I never went, but I, it feels like something that would be a Warped Toro 5. Like, that's what this that's what this song and this band feels like to me. And I'll mention that over and over again as we go through. Like, they always remind, they remind me of being in high school so bad. Uh, and I, it, that's a good thing, because I think there was a lot of really good music out at that time. And that's not just Rose Tinted Goggles. Like, looking back, I still like a lot of that shit. Yeah, and it's, it's cool that there is still music being made like this. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned, I was really struggling to find music that I was relating to that's pop punk because I'm getting closer to 30 and it's like, I can't relate to all the lyrical content. It's just like get a job, right? We've talked about it before. (laughs) It's like, you can't be a fucking punk forever. Yeah. And and getting to like the music's evolving. Pop punk isn't what it used to be. And that's a good thing. But also hearing something that's old, sounds old, but more refined is Mm -hmm. is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I really, you know, this would be a great live song. Like you kind of touched on that too. I could see the core, like a crowd singing a lot of this song. Spinning out like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's just a lot of really uh, singable parts. A lot of chances for the band to drop the band, like all drop their shit out and let the band sing it. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a live song, and I, I imagine they play this pretty early in their set. I'm gonna see them in November, actually. Oh, sick. Uh, they're in Columbus, I want to say. So maybe we'll go crash with Benji and go see <laughs> <laughs> Jail Socks. We got a we got a lot of uh, concerts up in Columbus <laughs> in the next couple months here. Um. But yeah, are you? Was that all you had to yeah. say about that? So let's move on to uh, the fourth song here, Point Pleasant. Um, I want this guitar intro shot into my veins. It's so fucking good. Like this is what I was talking about earlier. Like this guy is given the chance to just kind of rock the fuck out, and he really he kind of shows like this reminds me of Strawberry Girls, like where it's the kind of free flowing, kind of like very tappy guitar playing, and I really, really, really dig it, man. It's just it's like I've I've talked about it before, like. My last couple picks have been like almost like jazz fusiony type bands, and that's kind of what I'm really like liking now. It's just there's something really clean about it that I it's I don't know. It's different from anything I've listened to in my life up to this point. So I don't know. Just anything that sounds even remotely like this, I'm gonna dig big time. Um, yeah, the drums are simple, but they again they cut right through and over the top of everything else. So you're gonna hear it. Um, it's and this is where I you know, I wrote down here yeah, this three piece sound is is always going to remind me of '90s punk because there were so many good like three piece punk bands in the '90s, and it's just there's just something about the way like mid to up tempo punk songs sound in a three piece band. There's just something so nostalgic and cool about it. 
and it will never get old to me. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to listen to it all the time. It's not quite to ska levels for me, but it's something that I can only listen to every now and again. But every when I do, I'm like, fuck yeah, this rocks, dude. I remember why I listened to this shit growing up because it is. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Point Pleasant is a great follow up to um, track three. I forget the name. Spinning. Of it. Spinning. Thank you. Um, they're just both really fucking just bangers right right there at the front of the album. I think Point Pleasant should be the the intro to the album. I think that would be a great intro to the album. Um, it just has everything that you would want in an opening track. And I think if you heard that guitar to open the album, that would have been like, boom. Yeah. Here's, oh, shit. Here's my problem with that is that the rest of the album doesn't sound that cool. <laughs> so, might be setting up unrealistic expectations. I know, but it just has – it's exactly what I would want in an opener track. Sure, sure. And I – I circled back to it a couple of times, like, well, maybe I was just like hating on the first track too hard. Yeah. But it just has a really good chorus. It's like alt rock. It's not as mid tempo as the first two tracks. And it's got pretty good lyrical content. And it makes me want to throw on some flannel and put on a beanie and like really lean into the Midwestern yeah. emo and just go to a bonfire with your emo girlfriend and be like, we don't fit in here. <laughs> That's what this song makes me want to do. <laughs> Like oh, everybody else here is so fucking basic. Oh Jesus Christ! They didn't buy their their flannel from H and M like I did. <laughs> they probably bought it at I don't know where people buy flannel. Coles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're big shoppers. Um, Jesus. Urban Christ. Outfitters is that still a place? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Okay. Um. Yep. I got lost in my analogy, but uh. <laughs> I love this song. It's such a good yeah. fall fall time. There's a lot of good fall time songs, but yeah, Point Pleasant would have been a great opening track. Yeah, again, it reminds me of high school. So anytime I think of high school, I think of the fall because mm-hmm. all cool shit in high school happened in the fall. You're right. So getting into Sick Weather, with the sh- which is track five, this one is more rock and roll than most of the album. Mm-hmm. And it, it's what sounds like Moose Blood again, but a lot more refined and I really started to appreciate the courses because they're never super intricate and they're like short and sweet, but yep. they, they lead into great post courses. And I, I think sometimes where bands really shine is after the course, mm-hmm. whatever you can do after the course. Cause you know, that's your big moment. That's what people are waiting for. So if you can do something to catch people off guard or do something a little different or intricate, um, it goes from a guitar solo then like he's like shouting lyrics and it's like bass and claps yeah. and that's such a cool sound um, that was just so unexpected after a chorus and you know it's so simple but effective to keep the audience's attention and you know we're at track five this is where we start getting critical we start losing interest yep. but I thought this was a really cool way to like the last two tracks have been kind of pedal to the metal this one is slowed down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you stole a lot of my notes there again. I think we've just been doing this too long together. Um, you know, it's again, I, I wrote a, these guys actually from 2003 because it sounds like it. And it's just, they remind me so much of like the classic Cali Punk that was coming out when I was in high school or even before that in like the late 90s. I mean, you already talked about Newfound Glory, like shit like that. I think that's what it reminds me of. And that's never a bad thing because I fucking love those bands. Um, they always have a special place in my heart because, you know, every kid growing up is going to be angsty at some point. And at some point in high school, I was really angsty. Yeah. Um, like around my freshman, sophomore year, I started to hate everybody for a little bit. And that was weird. <laughs> so this is the kind of shit I was listening to at that point. And, I, it, uh, you know, it's always going to feel good to me. 
Um, again, yes, way more of a rock feel here. Uh, cool little guitar solo. And then, yeah, as I've read halfway through and I'm not losing any enthusiasm, which is a good sign. You, I literally had the exact same notes. So yeah, and we don't, we don't share notes with each other for that reason. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, um, I like, you know, I don't like that. I like that we don't share notes. It's, it makes it more interesting. Um, but then, you know, you steal my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so, or I steal yours, one of the two. Um, but yeah, I don't really have anything else to say that you haven't already. It's, uh, I don't know, sick weather. We're at sick weather today. So, mm-hmm. sick. <laughs> um, yeah, let's move on to pale blue light. Um, took six, six songs, but we got a palate cleanser. Um, and I don't really feel like we needed it though. I don't think we needed to slow down this much. No, this is, there's slowing down and then they're smashing your face against the windshield. And that's exactly what this track felt like. It, and, and I feel like it suffers because of it. I don't think it's a bad track necessarily. It just doesn't fit anywhere on this album, I don't think. I think you just yeah kick this one off the Get album. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is this feels like an EP song to me. Um, it just doesn't fit their style to me. I don't know. Like I said, it's fine. Because like, you don't always need a ballad. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this could have been tossed but i it's a first album so they're gonna try and do a lot of different things yeah to see like what hey, they enjoy. here's what we can do or yeah let's see what we like um i do like the little like hoo creepy hoo uh but <laughs> the slow tempo is just okay kind of what you said um but it snaps in at like minute 220 and it picks up a little bit and it kind of i think saves a song from being like a complete yeah. skipper but Anytime the full band comes in and jams and he screams, I'm going to be into it. But you got to wait two minutes and 20 seconds for it. And that's a long time to wait on an album that most of the songs aren't even that long. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's, it just ruins any sort of momentum we had going on the album. And that doesn't always have to be like, you can slow down without doing that. You know what I mean? It's like a dip in a roller coaster. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. It doesn't have to keep you like totally grind to a halt like this did. This, this feels, <laughs> this isn't a good example, but this is what I thought of when I was writing my notes and I, but it, uh, it feels like the part of, uh, adventure express where you're going through the tunnel and the guys are like slamming down and it just, that part feels like it takes forever. And that's what this song felt like to me. Or you're you're driving with like a 16 year old kid and they like hit the brakes way too hard and you're like oh <laughs> Jesus Christ come on yeah you don't yeah. have to slam on the brakes you can ease on them <laughs> yeah it just it, it was very jarring I think and I think uh, my overall view of the song is always affected by that mm-hmm. because I like unlike you I don't listen to these albums on random until after I've done my notes listen because I want to be able to kind of get the feel flow of an album um, and so this always was like oh, fuck. <laughs> uh but yeah no i mean whatever it's fine yeah Uh, so let's get into no ground it's track number seven another sick opening drum fill dude right back into it but it returns to our our upbeat tempo which we really drastically needed this is a, a great track who leans more on the pop punk and midwestern emo guitars and i think it was much needed after this track and I really like the way the song ends, which we can talk about after you say your thoughts, but I really like the way the track ends. And I thought this was like a really great track seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just reading my notes here. And I, my last thing I have is great track to get bacon track. I was trying to type on back on track. So clearly I was very <laughs> hungry when I was typing this. Had um, bacon on the mind. <laughs> I just sure did. Um, 
but yeah, no, I, it's, it, I said, it feels like the band agrees with me about the pacing of the last song because holy shit, they do, they fucking step on the gas can. It's that quick shot on the brakes, realize you stopped too short and then, a true 16 year old driving. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It makes sense. I mean, they're young kids, so they were probably writing these when they were like, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old. So, um, yeah, no, it, I really, really love this pre-chorus here. It's like the it's the heaviest the album's been so far, and I'm really, really here for it. And I really think this is where I really started to get, like, try to get on my high horse a little bit about giving these guys a fucking inter- instrumental track. Like, I know that's not a pop-punk thing to do, typically, but give these guys an inter- instrumental track. Like, make that the outro of the album. Like, how fucking cool would that be? Yeah. Like, have a fucking pedal to the metal pop punk album kick the two fucking ballads out and then have the last track be just a a six minute instrumental of these guys going crazy like that would be cool to me like what twerp did last week yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> exactly it's just i don't know would these guys have the talent and i i want them to fucking just let it rip man and um yeah again the bridge is a perfect little snippet of how cool that would sound because you, you get all three like instruments kind of doing like really cool shit mm-hmm. um but yeah no a great track to get bacon track on <laughs> bacon on the mind <laughs> i really like the way it has that like uneasy sound to end the track mm-hmm. and i always loved when like cds like as a song ends another one starts right back up yep. so i think they're really trying to tear on our uh, nostalgic strings but um it it feeds perfectly into onto the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, on the run. Yeah, on the run. Um, yeah, I don't. It's the first note I had. It just, I love that continuation. I always love that recording technique, especially at the end of an album. Um, and I think a perfect example of that technique is at the end of Abbey Road. I know you're not a huge Beatles fan, but like their last, I don't know, five or six songs are all continuous like that, and it just gives it. There's this unstoppable. It's like this. I know it's like the end of a log flume where you're like, you can't stop. You're just on the slip and slide. And it just, it's, it's, it's really, really cool way to end an album. And I, it, it, they only do it for two tracks, but it's out, it's towards the back half of the album now. And it's just a really cool, like recording device to kind of keep you in the flow. Like you never have a chance to get out of that pocket. And which again, not super punky. Yeah. But we think we've established at this point. These guys aren't, they're more, Excuse me, goodness. Uh, more rock than... I feel like this time in the episode is where I'm always trying to talk through a burp for like 40 seconds. It's always about, you know, three quarters of the way through the album. That's normally when the beer hits, but you're not even drinking Yeah, I'm drinking beer. fucking water. It's like a half of a bottle in it. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with me. Any, <laughs> anyway. It's, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like Netflix... When an episode ends, it's like three, two, one. You're like, wait, 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 yeah, wait. yeah. <laughs> don't start because I'm not gonna stop. Yeah, it's just it just you have to you have to watch the rest of that season because you're mm-hmm. not gonna ever stop it quick enough. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's why I really like that recording technique because it's it's we always talk about getting bored with an album, right? And this you have no chance to get bored because the song never ends. <laughs> it's like the old Lamb Chop. This is the song that never ends. <laughs> that it's it's that. Uh, methodology yeah how many times do you think lamb chop gets compared to jail socks this might be the first i i, I, I would bet it's the first. i certainly hope it's the first and only <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but I, i'm shocked again i'm shocked by how little i'm annoyed by this album at this point like the songs they're not much different really sonically they kind of all it's operate in the same pocket but they do just enough in each song to make it different. And this is where I had the epiphany that these guys just make kick-ass bridges. Kind of like twer- we talked about with Twerp last week where they just know how to fucking end a song like perfectly every single time. 
these guys like their bridge to like the to the outro is always awesome there's always something really cool in every single bridge in these songs and it's just that's what that's what keeps me interested and i think they're you know i wrote their their architects their their bridge builders that's what they are and i think that's what they can really lean on heavily because there's not a whole again and within the genre that they're being you know put into that's not something that you hear a whole lot like certainly not consistent no yeah jail socks big minecraft guys because they're out there building (laughs) that's right (laughs) they're Um, out there in creative mode Um, this song feels like real friends, which if you're not super familiar with, uh, pop punk from the last 10 years, that was a really big staple, um, in the pop punk. And this feels like it could be one of their songs, even the way one of the guys, I don't know which guy sings in this one, but he even like has the same vocal delivery as, as an old real, real friend song. And I think it's kind of a testament to them being young songwriters because Uh the influence is always a lot more obvious when you're younger. Right. And, um, yeah, this song is just okay, but I really like the like to end the to end the song is really cool yeah. um, because it kind of sh- starts in the beginning, starts in the middle, or it continues in the middle, and then it ends with it. And it is what it was really cool to like hear that and be like, "Ooh, I know where you got that from." <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You got that from your ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but track number nine, you ready to go? I suppose uh, more than this. Uh, they could have, could have, should have, would have cut this song. Mm-hmm. Um, this feels like it would be on a mid mid two thousands emo track that would be like this one's for the shorties that are gonna put this <laughs> on their MySpace. All right, fellas. or on their Zanga. <laughs> Guess what? You're feeling a little angsty. Throw on this acoustic track. Mm-hmm. Um, Twelve years ago, though, when I was seventeen, I would have ate this shit up. Sure. I would have posted this to my Facebook and be like, no one understands me. <laughs> and so I guess it might show our age a little bit that yeah. like we can't appreciate it. But at the same time, 11, 11 tracks. Dude, what's what's 10 to 11? Here's the thing. Teenagers are fucking stupid. I hate teenagers. <laughs> so anything that teenagers like is usually pretty bad yeah. objectively. <laughs> like I noticed that at work today. I was like, God, I, you know what? I fucking hate all teenagers. <laughs> Until they are in college, they all suck. They're even they're even not great in college. No, not even really. <laughs> I mean, they, they like half of them become like decent people. Yeah. Uh, so so anyone under twenty two, don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, go fight. You can. I just don't like you. Yeah. You, know, you can go fuck yourself. You can tell your parents I said that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is gonna lead you right back to this song to listen to. Because right. you're not understood. That's right. Because you have shitty taste in everything. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I could, comp- I could complain about the song. It's two and a half minutes long. It's fine. I, I, I the vocal. I actually kind of like the vocal performance on this song, but it's just uh, kick it off. Yeah. Putting it on your little. Give the another EP a super sad boy name and throw it on there. Yeah. With just these two songs, actually put those two songs on an EP and then put it in the trash. It's unfair. Like, I, like again, these songs are—they're not bad. They're not. They're but not it's a—it's an acoustic track nine. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. It's like we don't need this here. Like we've already just like like I said with the with the last two tracks where they just blended into each other. Just keep that momentum going and just mm-hmm. get us to the end of the album. Like we want that payoff. It's like like why edge yourself? Like yeah, if you're gonna come, just blow. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
<laughs> don't fight it, baby. Yeah, don't stop it. What are you doing? I just want to feel good. I want to feel good and do it over again. You know what I mean? It just and this this stuff like this, like I understand why bands do it, but I just I can't stand it, man. It just really, really I don't know. I, I it's it, it almost feels like they have to. Like it's a convention that they can't break. Like the people are they're like they're almost afraid to not slow down. Yeah. But just do it. Like just go. Just fucking keep it going. Um you know, Dylan's getting naked currently. It's hot, man. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I got really, really angry about that song, and I didn't plan to. Um, <laughs> but anyway, let's move on um, to "Peace of Mind," which is song track ten, the one single from this album. Well, I mean, there might be more. Is there? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying there, you, there, right. there will be more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, you're right. Like, singles are usually released ahead of more are released usually before, like, as album drops. So, maybe they'll do more. Probably, I forget the name of track three again. I'm sure they'll release that as a single. Just based on the amount spinning. of listens. Yeah, spinning. Yeah. Just the amount of listens it's getting. Plus, it's just, a, I think, again, my favorite song on the album. Anyway, into this, not that song. Um you know, I'm I'm struggling. I was at this point. I was just struggling to type anything new about these songs because, again, like I already touched on, they're they're they all sonically are pretty similar. Again, I really like it. Um, I, I, this is this is the first time I really noticed a difference in vocal style, though, because I didn't know both of the both the bassist and the guitarist both did vocals, but and I really noticed the difference in delivery here, and that was fresh and that was new. Again, they do something just a little bit different in each song to kind of grab me. Um, yeah, it's definitely a, this is definitely a summer like track and album. I think it's more like like almost like what we're in now, like the kind of like Indian summer, like in between fall and summer. Uh, so yeah, no, it's good shit for song ten. So yeah, I got nothing to complain about here. This is my palate cleanser. Yeah, this was the this is the proper palate cleanser. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a, a phantom palate cleanser <laughs> earlier, but this song feels like it should be on TRL uh, more than any other on the album. Yeah. It should be every TikTok trend. This is, I think it's obvious. This is like what they thought was going to be the standout track. And it's because it feels more alt rock, more, more progressive than any other. It's easygoing, but still has some ass behind it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it has no real chorus besides like one line, which I thought was really cool. And it's nice that they're like still changing up song structure. Um, And I really like the, the tempo change at two, minute 230 yeah i thought that was really cool and something that's not easy to to pull off um this is what new pop punk is missing i think is just like not being afraid to do different things or like go back to your roots like you go watch some old trl and be like this is the kind of vein i want to make music in that's Mm. there's no shame in that and you don't have to like follow the trends you can go back you can go all the way back it it's cool to do that and there's no need for all the Midwestern emo out of key screaming, which I'm going to get into with Hot Mulligan. Mm-hmm. Hot Mulligan is just hot trash. No offense, Tommy. <laughs> oh, I should like Hot Mulligan, no. but I do not. Poor Tommy. I know. We always <laughs> trash on Tommy's bigs, but it's because we care. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, he can take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so track 11, uh, Coming Down. Um, the song is a little long and yes. meandering. yes. Um, it was not what I was hoping for with the last it's track. It's almost six minutes long, which is crazy. It's crazy for a pop punk album. Mm-hmm. It, it got, it has a bigger feel to it, uh, with bigger chord progressions. And I think if we flip this with peace of mind, I think it would make the album better. Yeah, totally agree. Cause this feels like a, this isn't how you want the album to end. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I love the instrumentals after minute three, but it still just didn't feel like a big enough payoff. I do like the last line on the album being, though, um, you cannot save what doesn't exist so you can move on with confidence, or so you can't move on with confidence. And that's just like, ooh, I want to hear that again. (laughs) Um, I don't want to listen the whole song again, so I'll skip back like 15 seconds. But, um, you know, that's, that's pretty mature lyric lyrical content for someone that's 21 yeah um so yeah what are your thoughts uh yeah no i'd say this is much better than the other two like ballad songs on the album uh again i agree it's not a great closer um but i I think they'll get that with time like this is their debut album you know once they get you know more experienced like producers to work with them and i don't know who produced this i don't know if they did it themselves but once they get start working with bigger names and people that have been in the industry long enough, they can say, Hey, let's, let's flip flop, flip flop some stuff around here. Let's get rid of this two and a half minute song that doesn't really need to be here. Cause 10 album, 10 songs is plenty for an album. Uh, so I, I don't know what, what makes something an LP versus an album? Is it, is it, is it, is it 10 tracks or is it length of time? I don't know. I've seen albums that are like eight songs long. Yeah. I think six, seven is like a long EP, but yeah. LP is just like, yeah, a long EP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so you know, like I said, it's it's not a long song because a lot of the songs, a lot of the bands I listen to, they are like seven minute songs consistently, and that doesn't bother me. But when they're when it's wrapped around an album that has like three three and a half minute songs consistently, this feels like an eternity. Mm-hmm. Like I oh I almost found myself kind of just scrubbing through here. I was like, okay, all right, all right let's get to the point here because there is good nuggets in here. Uh, for sure uh it's i really like the it's almost creepy intro like i really like the intro to this song it's like like, okay cool this sounds like the last song kind of should at the beginning but then Mm -hmm. it's like then you get into it like all right again they're just there's the songs that i don't like on this album i think are just victims of pacing in the album again i didn't listen to it on random maybe i would like these songs better on random i think certainly track 10 suffers from that peace of mind um again i think just because of where it is and just because we had that pacing stoppage right before it i think that track suffered in my mind because of that mm-hmm. and it didn't stand out because i was like okay well i know we're coming to the end of the album i you know i wanted something a little bit more end of album feeling you know what i mean or i don't know it it, it sucks because there i do really like this album quite a bit and I'll just, I don't know, you want to just hop right into closing thoughts? Yeah, let's do um, it. So yeah, like I said, I really I, I really like this album quite a bit. Uh, and again, like I said, I think just with better pacing, this album could be like a smash hit. Like I really do. I think there's so much good shit here. I think there's a lot of um, genre bending stuff in here that I really like when I listen to band. Like, I, I mean, there's something to listening to just a straight pop punk album. It's unabashedly itself. But there's also something to be said for a young band trying something new within an established medium. And I think that's always really cool. Like some of my favorite bands did that, like fucking faith no more. I talk about them all the fucking time, but they were doing that same shit. They were like, Oh, you no, know, there's, there's alternative rock. I'm going to flip that shit on its head and just kind of just do more funk and heavy metal shit in this established medium. And they ended up being one of the coolest bands of all time, in my opinion. So I don't know. I, I, I really do like Jail Socks. I think I can't wait to see what they have next in store once they get to touring and maybe they get some feedback on this album. Uh, you know, Maybe they'll listen to this. And if you do, I'm sorry I was so harsh on a couple of these songs. But um, it, it's all from a place of love. Like, I really I really don't think they're bad songs and, you know, I'm trying to be entertaining here. But, um, you know, if I was going to do, like, a critical review on this, like, and give it, like, a score, 
I would give it like a seven out of 10. I think this is a really great like intro album. I mean, there's some low spots and again, but I think with a better producer and somebody who can be like, Hey, you know, let's maybe rearrange some of this shit a little bit, maybe have a more focused open and closer just to make this album feel like it's an event and not just another album. I don't know. There's like I said, there's good shit here. And I really, really enjoyed listening to this. Uh, and I think me being ex- like really excited to listen to it kind of helped with that mindset coming into it. So yeah, great pick, man. I, 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 uh, I, like I said, I really enjoyed it for something that's not necessarily in my wheelhouse. I purposefully didn't ask you because I was kind of nervous of as to what you thought. Yeah. Normally, if you're usually, usually like super high or low on something, you'll text me and be like, dude, this is a slog. <laughs> or dude, this is awesome. I'm, you were like, I did. it was radio silence. I didn't hear yeah. a word. And I was like, yeah. okay. Um, I've I'm also just, just been nervous. fucking mentally tapped out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah I'll just, I'll, we'll talk about it when we talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed this album, but. I think kind of what you said, it's it's young young guys who don't necessarily know how to start or finish an album. Mm-hmm. It's a first album, so we cut them some slack, but I kind of wanted more. Yeah. And I think this album had what it took, just some song rearrangement, I yeah. think could have could have really made this a, a perfect first album. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, they've got the chops. They just need, you know, some guidance, I think. And you know who are we to fuck it? We're, we're fucking two schlubs sitting, yeah. sitting, sitting in. But a, I, I still love this album on random. I just skip yeah. slower ones yeah. on random because when I listen to Jail Socks, I want those either mid tempo or I want the the upbeat. So, yeah, um, yeah, that like you said, we who are we to judge? <laughs> it's our podcast, so we can. But yeah, I mean that's we? the whole point, right? But still, I mean, I think you and I have listened to enough albums in the course of our life to know what a good one sounds like, and mm-hmm. I think we're 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 just as qualified as anyone else. We just don't. We don't get paid for it, you know, or we do kind of, but I think we've made like fucking $15 off this podcast. So, (laughs) uh, two Chipotle burritos. Yeah, let's fucking go, bud. (laughs) Almost to guac, baby. Well worth the hour, the year of work we've put in. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, great, great intro, um, album. Uh, you know, I really couldn't ask for a whole lot more out of like three kids. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see them live, and I'm really excited to see what else they do. Yeah, it, it, they, I, hopefully they'll do some like cool covers or something where they can kind of show where their influences came from, and I don't know, maybe that sparks some inspiration in them. So, mm-hmm. you want to get in the song of the show? Let's do it. I'm gonna go first. Okay, <laughs> I like your decisive. <laughs> uh, my song of the show is "Pitch Black" by Heart Attack Man. I showed you some YouTube clips of Heart mm-hmm. Attack Man. The dude is a nut. Yeah. Um, but this is actually really a really serious song lyrically. But I think he's poking fun at like hardcore rock or, or hardcore punk because the music video is him like two stepping and like punching and shit the whole time. Is this the guy who talks about like killing a nine year old or something like that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. For, for You're old enough day. to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it. The guy is just so interesting. It would be fun to do an album of his because I know it would be chaotic, right? And it would have no structure, yeah. and um, that's fine. If that's if that's the choice, that's the choice. And if you stick to it, that can be awesome. Yeah. So I, I'm I really have been digging this song, and I've had a tumultuous week in terms of like things going on with my house and yep. stuff. So it was good to have like a hardcore punk song that's like Get some talking about getting out. to the depths of hell. Yeah, man. Like, I have to. I have to tell people this all the time. They're like, because I love fucking metal, man. I love just raw, angry, evil shit, man. And people are like, oh, how can you listen to that? Don't you want to be happy? Like, this shit makes me happy. Yeah. This, this, like, hearing somebody else be far angrier than I could ever fucking be. 
that shit makes me happy. Mm-hmm. It's, it gives me an outlet for all this rage that I might otherwise have, so I don't punch children. <laughs> and like it, it's like that's what metal is for me. Like listening to happy music when I'm angry just pisses me off mm-hmm. more. It's like I don't want to listen to fucking Bobby McFerrin when you know. <laughs> yeah, when me shit- ever, but. In- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to. Don't worry, be happy is a good little track, man. Yeah, and that's yeah. the only song I know from okay. him. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't want to listen to that when I'm fucking angry. It's not going to make me happy. Yeah, like I want to listen to fucking Mars from <laughs> Gustav Holst, like something that just sounds heavy and like mean, or some hardcore punk or fucking uh, shit vacuity from Gojira that that song, I punched my steering wheel so hard listening to that song every time I listen to it. And it's, it again, it keeps me from punching your stupid child. (laughs) So be happy that I listen to metal. Um, yeah. So my song on the show is industry baby by Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow. This song is fucking everywhere and it's undeniable. I, I was almost picked this album. I was really tempted to. Yeah. Because I, I love Lil Nas X. I fucking love this dude. I love how unabashedly gay this dude is, and I love how risque he is, and how he makes people uncomfortable, but he doesn't give a shit. And he, but on top of all that, his his songs are catchy as fuck, dude. Like he's undeniable. Everything about Lil Nas X is is sick to me, and I can't wait for like the next thirty years of music from this dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he almost reminds me of Tyler the Creator. Yeah, but like better, like better. way way better than Tyler the Creator, like. Not to diminish Tyler the Creator, but he's got a certain niche. He's very strange, and like there's a certain type of people that like that. He's just, not, yeah, he's just so much catchier. Yeah, to me, he's like the hip hop version of Elton John, right? Mm-hmm. That super flamboyant gay dude that people weren't ready for, but you, he's so unabashedly that way that you you have to. He he's forcing you to accept it, and I think there's something really cool about the trailblazing that he's doing because he's he has done more to normalize. Hit, like that type of like the young gay black man than anyone has in the last 40 years in like this LBGTQ movement just by him not giving a fuck what people think about him and just doing it anyway mm-hmm. he has done more to normalize that that specific type of person and it's fucking awesome to see man it's because I've always made the point like when people like stop thinking it's a big deal that's when true progress has been made that's why I hate when like they talk. They make a big deal about like the first female ref in the Super Bowl, and like they spend the whole fucking game talking about it. like no, just let her be a ref and don't talk about it. That's when it's that's when it's an achievement. Now it's still it, it gets, if, if we haven't made any progress, if it's still a big deal to talk about, that means there's still a problem, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it means it's not normal enough for it to be normal. And I think he's forcing people to make this be normal. Like I, you. you Young gay men can be black, and Lil Nas X is here to deal you with in a very cool and catchy way. Yeah, <laughs> so, I don't know. I just love this dude. Like I could, like I, I don't know. I hope he, I hope he hears this because, dude, I fucking love you. As a straight gay white man, or a straight gay white man, <laughs> a straight white man who might he I don't tells know, that line every day. He might turn me gay. You never know, dude. <laughs> this fucking guy's awesome. Um, but yeah, as a straight white male in his thirties, dude, fucking keep going, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure you've heard the song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I would love to do one of his albums. Yeah, I think it would be really fun. I think I'm gonna ch- choose this this album in particular because it's it's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's not a lot of skip tracks on it, so we'll do it at some point. But I really wanted to do a metal album this week. Yeah. So uh, I'll let you get into the guest submissions. Yeah. So we have three guest submissions. Thanks to everyone who did that on on Instagram. Uh, our friend Tommy did "Backyard" by Hot Mulligan. Um, which you fucking hate apparently i do not like it 
I, haven't I don't to, like Hot Molly. I haven't listened to any of these. I was so preoccupied with this and trying to find my own one and listening to just garbage metal all week. I'm going to play it for you afterwards, and you're going to be like, Tommy, Tommy. Which, it, they're like new wave, Midwestern emo. Yeah. They're like the the poster child of what where emo's going, and that's why I've they've kind of been like the... I'm, I'm a... They're like your green day for exactly. Midwest e- yes. emo. Yeah. It's like, I... I just don't get it. Yeah. Um, Ellie Tolliver says, First Class by Rambo Kitten Surprise. Great what a great name. band name. Yeah. Have you listened to it? Nope. Uh, Rambo Kitten Surprise. This song is not at all what you would expect it to be. It's like very um, somber, very slow. Yeah. Uh, if you know Ellie, um, it makes sense for her because she likes the, the slow, sad songs. And this is a, a great song, yeah. uh, especially going into fall. Alex Sullivan says, New, sl- New Sun slash Burnt Iron by Trampled by Turtles. Yeah. Um, I love Trampled by Turtles. Do you? We've I do. T- we've talked about this. I feel like a lot of people say they love Trampled by Turtles. But when was the last time you listened to a Trampled by Turtles album? I listen to this one all the time. Okay. Well, never mind then. Because I feel like a lot of people's like, I, I like, I really like Trampled by Turtles, but I can't tell you the last time. I don't think I've ever listened to a full Trampled by Turtles album. I get constantly reminded or reminders of them because of like the repeat rewind. Yeah. So I'll click on it and be like, Ooh, I love that song. Mm-hmm. And then they have that cover of, uh, where's my mind. And yeah. then they have that split with motion city. So I always end up on, especially where I live now, like bluegrass is just it. <laughs> yeah. And they had one of the best tweets ever the other day about, uh, people come to see their concerts. Oh, and it was really, it was really cool. Oh. They were like, we've been waiting 18 months to tour. So if you don't want to get vaccinated or if you don't want to take a COVID test, then don't come see us. <laughs> We'll be okay. Yeah, that's fine. But we're not going to risk our people getting COVID. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it was a really awesome. cool, like, oh, we don't give, oh, by the way, we don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about your feelings. <laughs> yeah. I don't, if you don't want to do this, you can't come see us. Go yeah. fuck yourself. I it love was, that shit. Yeah, it was just such a cool, like, they didn't do it. They're like, politics aside, that's how we feel. Yeah. Like, we have 12 people on tour we're trying to protect. Yeah. And we don't want to get shut down touring. So, yeah, I mean, just if, do it. You think about that. One person gets that. The whole tour is done. Yeah. For at least two week, two three weeks. It happened to the story so far. Yeah, over the summer, and it was really, it was really unfortunate because they're canceling all these dates and stuff. So yeah, it sucks. I mean, uh, so somebody else, some other big band, just canceled a bunch of dates. Um, I don't remember. Uh, shit, it was some rock band. They were doing a bunch of tours. Um, so yeah, it's it's just just fucking don't just get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, or get the test. Oh, like yeah. just don't bitch about it. Yeah, just yeah, it, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah whatever. Anyway, um. Was that it? Yes. Okay. Uh, So next album is, uh, I already kind of hinted it at the beginning of the episode, uh, but it's... (laughs) Tongue twister? It's Gojira for new album, Fortitude, from this year. Um, I have listened to the singles from this album. I haven't listened to them more than a couple of times. And I'm excited to actually listen to the album, putting this off so we could do it on the show. So I've been... I think you picked a Gojira single for your song of the show. I probably picked two or one or two songs from this for a song of the show. Um, I fucking love Gojira, man. They're my, probably my favorite metal back metal. I can't fucking speak. They're probably my favorite metal act in the world right now. Um, they're really right up there with, with the ginger. Ginger. <laughs> Cause I almost picked their new album as well. It's really good. Um, but this one was a little bit more overall palatable. So I wanted to go with this first, um, get scratch my metal itch for a little bit and, uh, move on to some other stuff after that. 
but yeah, no, I can't wait. I haven't listened. Like I said, I haven't listened to this full album yet. And, I, and I've been fucking chomping at the bit to listen to it. I yeah. had to go through all summer when we started. I was like, fuck, I wanted to do this album when it dropped. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go and get to it now. So I can't Sweet. wait for you to listen to your full first Gojira album. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I've loved every song I've heard from him, so yeah. I'm excited. I really wanted to do From Mars to Sirius because that was my introduction to Gojira, and it's fucking weird and wacky, but there's like multiple 12-minute songs on that album, and it's a really long one. This one is a little longer too, but it's I think it's still under an hour, so I think we're still in that kind of sweet spot, 45 minutes to you know 55 minutes. So, um, yeah, no, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Off the Beaten Cliff. Twitter is at Off Cliff. Our TikTok is at Off the Beaten Cliff Pod. Or if you want to send us an email, it's Off the Beaten Cliff at gmail.com. Uh, we we try and post at least once a week on our Instagram and our mm. Twitter. Uh, so feel free to interact with us. We try and have some fun on there. Um, so if you guys have any ideas for albums, uh, we try and not plan out albums too far in advance. That way we can be receptive and be kind of flexible with albums. So Yeah. Yeah. And plus, you know, I get into moods where I just get obsessed with like Japanese metal bands like I did this week. Yeah. <laughs> I sent Dylan a, a, a video to our group chat and he's like, what the fuck am I watching right now? I was like, damn, I, these guys are off. They've been making metal for 40 years and they're just now getting big. I it's thought scary. it was young men and old men. No, they're legitimately, they've been making music <laughs> since like 1978 or some shit. And they're just now getting, I was like, these guys are fucking cool, man. Yeah. I had shaba da ba dia, shaba da ba dia, shaba da ba dia, ba 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 ba. That shit's been stuck in my head all fucking week. Yeah, that's the most Kevin Carter thing I've ever heard. <laughs> ba, da, ba, ba, ba. Yeah, ba, fuck, I love that song. Anyway, so yeah, uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yep.